Hello and welcome to part two of the Rouse Review, the CityWorks portion of our program. Today we're going to talk about traffic management. So all your questions about signals and stop signs and cameras, why, cameras and mm -hmm. why things work the way they work and why you wait the, the time you wait at a light. All that kind of information we're going to cover today uh, with Justin Hall and Andy Dunn. So let's uh, bring them on in. Okay. Let's rock. Yes. Let's rock indeed, <laughs> Justin. Uh, welcome back. Uh, so Justin Hall, uh, who does kind of everything <laughs> over in public services, don't tell everybody else that, uh, but, you know, snow removal, uh, leaf pickup, because solid waste is under you as well. That's correct. Um, and roads. <laughs> Streets, yep. Streets, uh, so a pretty wide set of things. Uh, and uh, today, we're though, we're going to talk about traffic. Uh, not so much just a you know section where we just talk, complain about traffic and, oh, traffic's bad and I hate sitting in traffic. No, we're going to talk about uh, why uh, traffic signals work the way they do, why we build things and put signs in certain places, all that kind of stuff. And you brought somebody with us with you today. Uh, please introduce. This All person. right, I brought um, Andy Dunn with us today. Um, he's our traffic manager for um, our public services team, and um, he oversees our traffic signals, signs, and markings um, responsibilities. Awesome. Yep. Welcome, Andy. So, Andy, uh, what does a traffic man? What's a day-to-day, day-in-the-life traffic manager? We do everything from the traffic world. So our trouble calls mm -hmm. and assign those to the traffic signal technicians, Yeah, uh, figure out where stop signs need to go, mm -hmm. replace stop signs, update the signs as needed. Give me an example of a trouble call. A trouble call for a traffic signal could be anything from a, com a complaint from a citizen mm -hmm. or the police department. They notice that a signal might not be operating correctly. Mm -hmm. So we go out, diagnose the situation, see if it's actually an issue or not. A uh, signal could be on flash. Mm. So we could have a conflict in the in the traffic cabinet. It could be on flash. We could go out and see Got what, it. what caused the issue. So for the average resident, you're sitting at a light, and it feels you feel like it's taking way too long, mm -hmm. and you call it in. You get those with some frequency of, hey, this light's not, not working properly. How often is it that the light's working just fine? I'd say probably... 85, 90% of the time. There you go. Which I think is a, a good thing for people to understand is that these signals, you know, they're timed and coordinated. And the time you sit at a stoplight uh, is a lot longer than it actually is. That's <laughs> and now, correct. It's, it's frustrating to sit at a stoplight. However, it's timed that way for a particular reason because we coordinate the lights, right? Tell correct. us how do we go about doing that? We can't just go in and make one cycle shorter than all the others uh, without creating effects. Talk about that a little bit. We have engineers we work with that actually set up the timings for us. So they tell us around about how long each signal should be. And if you start at point A and you're trying to get to point C, what that signal in the middle, point B, would be. Mm -hmm. So you can get through and have not stop at point B. So it's... Uh, they come up with the timings, we implement the timings, they watch it, we watch it, and make changes as needed. Got it. We basically have three different types of systems running in the city. We have a fixed time-based signal that basically, mm -hmm. if it's a standalone signal, we put min our minimum times in there, and the signal is basically 
um, just kind of rotate around. Mm -hmm. The next system that we have is more of a coordinated system where we're pre-programming the controllers to say, this intersection is running this amount of time for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And um, that's it. Nothing's going to change it. So if if you find yourself waiting on a side street, it's Mm -hmm. because we're telling it to hold for that amount of time. Got it. Um, The other system that we have is an adaptive system. And this is fairly new. Uh, well, it's been, we've had it for about five years. VDOT's running it as well, where in real time, the traffic signals are adjusting mm-hmm. um, based on traffic demand. So it's tell each intersection's communicating to the next one, letting them know, hey, there's 10 vehicles and straight through lanes coming your way. Yeah. And the vehicle's changing based on the demand. Hmm. So with that being said, some of our trouble calls are actually calls that people don't quite understand how the signal's supposed to work because it's mm. based off of volumes where you're used to that left turn lane coming up at the beginning. It might come up at the end. So, oh, really? Yeah. So it's more of an on-demand um, type system. Where do is, we have that system running in the city? So the Pleasant Valley Corridor, the Bearville Avenue Corridor, mm-hmm. Amherst Valley Avenue is not running that. It's running a coordinated system. Got it. So every time you go out, it's not going to run exactly the same because it's adapting in real time. Interesting. And it, it's going to get real interesting here in the future because as we move forward, more mm-hmm. technology is coming out to yeah. where we can do more of that, which is pretty exciting. How does it know how many cars? How does it test volume? So it's actually counting the vehicles in okay. real time based off the cameras. So Got every it. time a vehicle goes in that um, zone, it's mm-hmm. counting the vehicle. And um, it tells that down the line. So down yeah. the line can pr- predict what's coming towards it. So can it tell when vehicles are going, you know, all right, those 10 vehicles that are coming down the way, if one of them makes a left or right or turns off into a parking lot, it knows that? It knows the next intersection knows that, okay, a a vehicle's dropped off so that the next intersection, there's only nine coming instead of 10 because one turned off. And this is all happening in real time. And that's kind of based when we build our intersections, we build new um, traffic signals. Mm -hmm. We also look um, at the infrastructure to make sure we have what we need to, as technology changes, to implement stuff like this. So when we build a new traffic signal, it's an intersection. We decide we need a traffic signal there. About how much does that cost? These days, probably 500, getting close to $500,000. Wow. Time it's all said and done. $500,000 $500,000 for a new uh, traffic signal. Now, a lot of times folks will say, we need a traffic signal at this intersection. This intersection is dangerous, and we need a traffic signal there. How do we go about determining whether or not to make that you know, half-million-dollar investment? We actually have a traffic signal warrant program. Mm. You put out the traffic counters, and they count the traffic, the actual tube counters that go on the road. Yeah. So we do that for a week. Then we go out and actually manually hand count. Uh, it's three days and you split them up it's like a mm-hmm. monday wednesday friday or tuesday thursday and then the next monday mm-hmm. so that it's split up different days uh hand count it that goes in the traffic signal signal warrant program that recommends if the signal goes or not hmm. but then between perry eisenach and then our engineers mm-hmm. are the ones that actually decide if it's yeah. and it goes to council as and well, we also but. we have some guidelines where the mutcd is kind of uh what's mutcd a manual uniform traffic control devices there you go um so that's kind of gives you guidelines so every municipality you go to mm-hmm. they base it off the same um standards 
And that's basically where we the warrant study comes all comes out of. Correct. Gotcha. So traffic volumes, um, how many, the accident, the history, yes, the accident history, we get mm-hmm. sight distance, mm-hmm. all those things um, come into play to see if the signal is warranted. Got it. So let's say study comes back, it's, it's not warranted. We're not, we're not going to put a light there. People are like, well, you have to put a stop sign there. What's the neck? What's the decision matrix for a stop sign? We have a stop sign warrant too. Oh, okay. so it's basically the same thing, just kind of boiled down a little bit, mm-hmm. slimmed down, so it's 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 easier to do a, tra- a stop sign warrant than a traffic signal warrant. Yeah. So we'll do that warrant, and then that gets approved whether we. Yeah. Put and a stop sign cost us. Uh, There's sixty-five dollars for the just the sign itself. <laughs> just the red sign is sixty-five dollars. Yeah, and oh. then the post is all get all together. It's probably about two hundred dollars to put one up. Yeah, we don't put. Do we have a we have a sign shop, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah we do. M- pretty, we're able to do pretty much everything in house. Yes. Great. So, so with stop signs, a lot of requests will come in because a lot of people think that stop signs should control the speed on the the street, and that's mm. not what it's for. Hmm. So. To put up a stop sign, it's just not to control the speed, mm-hmm. to slow people down. There, you know, how many pedestrians are crossing, how many vehicles are, you know, yeah. using that intersection, or else you have to. You want to. You don't want to have a stop sign at every single intersection if it's not needed. Yeah, of course, of course. And then so. occasionally, if we are, uh, if we are really planning ahead, we'll put a roundabout in. Yeah. What triggers that? Is that more of a planning decision, or is that? Uh, just something that we now do as a matter of course. Planning, engineering, making sure we have the space. Roundabouts mm-hmm. can take up a lot of room, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I know that's something that our engineering team, Perry and Kelly, um, look at as an option mm-hmm. when we need to put a traffic signal in. Yeah. If a roundabout does make sense. But location. if the physical conditions are good, we like roundabouts, mm-hmm. right? Roundabouts generally mm-hmm. safer than, no, definitely safer than just a, uh, a four-way stop. Mm-hmm. And you can't get T-boned at a roundabout, so right. that's always good. Mm-hmm. So when signals, stop signs, what other kind of traffic controls are we putting in place? Or do, any jurisdiction, really. I mean, it's not just Winchester. Every jurisdiction in the country has traffic lights and stop signs. Uh, what other traffic control mechanisms do we put in that people might not immediately recognize as traffic control? And speed limit signs are a form of traffic control. Mm. And then a few areas in town, we have speed tables that control traffic yeah Yeah. another thing that we do within the city as well um you'll notice some of our traveling lanes we bring down to 10 feet Mm. we narrow the street down slows vehicles down so it's a more of a traffic calming Um, got it all right so i know that speed bumps are generally passe we don't do those anymore why is that they're pretty hard on vehicles and plowing we do do a lot of plowing in the city so you know it's pretty hard um to plow with the um, speed bump, but the speed tables are a lot easier mm. because you actually ride up and they flatten out more on the top. Yeah, and that's what you'll see a lot in, in the city. We have some in the parks along the Green Circle Trail. We have yeah. some, and they're a lot better than public safety. You know, a lot better for public safety vehicles because if you're a police car, or a yeah. fire truck, you know, speed into a scene. Yeah, you hit that speed bump and it is it is bad for the bad bad for the vehicles. <laughs> so we don't do those anymore, but we get a lot of questions for those. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we get a lot of questions about is uh, the various cameras, and we referenced those earlier with the signals. Um, we don't issue any tickets with speed cameras, and that we can't do that in Virginia, although they did just change that law. But what are the cam- the cameras that are above an intersection? 
what are the, those are just for counting. What else do we use those for sometimes? We have two types of cameras at the, some of the traffic signals. Uh, we have detection cameras. Those are the ones you see at every traffic signal. Mm. They're just used to detect traffic. So the car pulls up inside our cabinet. There's a, a television screen that shows the intersection. Mm. They pull in, it detects them. Mm -hmm. That's how, what triggers the signals to go green. Uh, and then we also have point tilt zoom cameras okay. that we can use for special events and traffic backups. We can see it live, live. We can see the um, traffic that way. Gotcha. Yeah. But and none of those cameras are, are set up to record and no. the PTZ cameras, we just use basically to monitor the corridor. And those particular, and that, you know, issuing speed tickets in Virginia, it's been not allowed but recently i think in this past session they changed it so that we can now put speed cameras in school zones i believe but there's we haven't we right. have not entertained that yet in no. winchester uh, at least we haven't brought it to council um okay so we've got cameras signals speed bumps and tables stop signs road diets at what point you know we don't really have a lot of roads <laughs> left to build in winchester we have a lot to maintain uh, but we don't really have a lot of roads, although we do occasionally have, uh, you know, some new ones going in, like we just finished Crossover Boulevard and um, some realignments of road around Hope Drive. Whenever something like that occurs, what do you guys do when you look at those new roads to determine, all right, what kind of signals, how should it be designed? Tell, tell how, how does traffic go into planning a new road? Well, on our end, we look at the overall, you know, it really starts with their engineering and when they design it mm -hmm. and then we look at to make sure it really makes sense and then it, what's what we're predicting what traffic will do like when we open mm -hmm. crossover boulevard we're still seeing vehicles not using crossover mm -hmm. probably as they should we know as you know as it starts popping up on our gps stuff like that that that, that road's going to take on more traffic so once traffic shifts, now we have to shift um, our our focus more on the Route 50 corridor mm -hmm. because those vehicles are no longer on on um, that road. They they're more over on crossover. So, just looking how it's going to impact the streets around the new road. Got it. So wrapping up, what is the uh, the biggest misconception that people have about traffic or their experience in traffic? That they're waiting for five yes. minutes. That's what I was going to say. Go. Cause I'm trying to okay. yeah. Because typically it's probably about a minute. And the one good thing we have as well, uh, we can actually see how long the intersections are read for and mm -hmm. exactly when it happened. So, so um, there's a log somewhere that says, all right, at this specific minute it was doing this. You can go back. How far, how far back can we go? Go, can go about what, 30 days yeah, 30, 30 days 30 back. days yes so if somebody says i was sitting at this intersection for five minutes and it didn't change at all we can go back and for a certainty say it did or it did not the first question right. we ask what time did that happen yes and then we can it helps us narrow that down yeah to so the big takeaway for everybody is you're sitting at the light for a lot <laughs> a lot less than you think you are that's the big takeaway and, but occasionally there are issues, uh, and if they do have issues, where should they go? Call me, uh, public services, ask for me. Though If I'm not at my you desk. You being Andy Dunn. Yes, me being Andy Dunn. <laughs> ask for me. Uh, if I'm not at my desk, it'll go to leave me a voicemail, there and you I'll, go. I'll return your call. And you can find that out. on the city's website. Yes. But that's the degree, the, the degree of personal service you will get in a city like Winchester 
other jurisdictions I, I, I can make no claims about, but if you're in a different jurisdiction, the traffic manager, which yes. is normally in you know a public works department, a public services department, whatever it is called in your city, uh, you should find who the traffic manager is and contact that person. Don't just call your city councilor about yeah. a traffic light. Just call us directly. Yes. Just like when you're, if you're, if we miss your trash, just call, just call, us. Us. Just call us. We'll <laughs> take care of it. There's no need for you to call your counselor. We'll take care of all that. Uh, okay, Justin, Andy, thank you guys very much for coming in. Uh, and hey, if you don't like traffic, then uh, oh well. No, no one, <laughs> no one likes traffic, but we do our best to make it better for you. Uh, thank you guys very much for coming in. All Thanks right. for having me. Thanks. Okay, so there go uh, Justin and Andy. There they go. Justin does so much. Uh, I mean, always with a smile too. Always with a smile, mm -hmm. uh, and Andy too. I've only work, had a chance to work with Andy a little bit, but uh, it's great. Again, I say this at almost every time we have somebody in, <laughs> one of the staff in. We've got such good staff. They're so uh, amazing. And yeah. yes, so and you know, if you want to come work for the city. Or you want to, you're thinking about working for the city, go check out our website. We always have uh, yeah. some openings. Public services always has a lot of. Always. Because we always are expanding or. Exactly. Training up those people so they can go on and. Exactly. It's a good way to launch your career or yeah. land or. Yeah, whatever. stay with us forever. Stay with us forever. So. Uh, but what doesn't last forever is this podcast. So <laughs> uh, thank you for those who listened to uh, part two. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, do we know what we're talking about next time? Well, we're taking a break. Are we skipping one? Because we don't have a meeting in uh, oh, yeah. later in July. That's so true. Let's skip it. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a little hiatus, and we will pick back up with you guys in August. So, yep. uh, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you around City Hall. <laughs>